and welcome to another episode of Black in the Maritimes. I'm Fidel. I'm Hillary. And I'm Clinton. And I didn't even say what's up. I said hello. Oh my God, it's so, so polite of me. Anyways. <laughs> We're all really tired this time. Yes. We're Today, gonna... Fidel officially became a Canadian. He did the, the more polite. And no, no, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I've, been saying, I've been saying A for like the past four and a half years. So um, I've, been, I've been a Canadian citizen for seven years already, but I've been saying A for like the post four and a half. So, and I've been saying hoser and lad and all that jazz. You anyway, say hoser? I don't think I, I've I, ever I, said hoser. I've never said hoser. <laughs> okay <laughs> or a mickey anyways that's awesome no no but anyways speaking of canadian things we are going to talk about uh canadian politics which if you listen to this podcast i call this bullshit because it was going to be bullshit and i called it listen to it i call this shit enemy paul the former soon to be former leader of the green party has resign now the reason uh, is uh, because of the lower votes the green party pulled out lower than the ppc which is incredibly uh slow when it comes to votes but they did get people elected though that which is the cool thing like they did get two elected the ppc did not uh but they got way lower votes than their previous uh encounter of the election uh anime paul has been under scrutiny since she had the leadership and she was going to be in a review i think in november so she did the right thing oh well not the right thing i think she did what the only thing that needed to be done which was resign uh i will ask you guys again this is not shocking but we'll 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 see what's going on hillary what's your thought about it I'll ask a question first, it, just because you do know more about Canadian politics than I do. If she wouldn't have resigned, would there have been a way to force her out of this position? Yes, with her review. They were going to review her and probably they're going to say that she was not a fit and they were going to kick her out. So, yes. ah, okay. So it was okay. I mean, I agree with you. I think that, like you called it, it was inevitable. You even said that if she doesn't get her riding, it'll probably end up this way. And she did not get her riding, just like Maxime Bernier did not get his riding. The rest of them did. Um, I I think that it's, it's unfortunate just because like we've talked about, we like seeing black women in power, but uh, like, I guess she was dealt an unfair hand, but also like all, this has been, chaotic for the last like what six months ever since like the free palestine con comments and everything so i don't know what's gonna happen i don't know if it was a, a joke or not but i saw someone tweeting that they should either reinstate elizabeth may again or elect somebody else but who would basically double down on the anti-semitism comments or and be more um racist anti anti prejudice so i don't know what's going to happen i hope whatever choice they make that they do increase their voter share just because i don't really dislike the green party i don't think that they're rooted in him hatred him like the ppc so i don't know not shocking clinton what's your opinion about it with anime paul i mean yeah it makes perfect sense for her to resign and step down because the review was pretty much going to be automatic they're probably going to be doing a review even of Aaron, Aaron o'toole who i said last week didn't do like a horrible job during the election but with anime paul i mean this leader has been fighting for her position since may and even before that since the moment they gave her the leadership she's simply been fighting just for the title of being the leader. Clearly, the Green Party wasn't ready for 
her or a black woman or anything like that to begin with. Why why would she continue to fight now when the Greens are, are doing have had so much wrong done against them and have lost so much? Um, yeah, it's better for her, I think, to focus on other things in her career. She's a smart um, pretty charismatic person. Uh, stepping down was definitely the right idea. And among other things, a lot of people want to blame the comments she made about the Israel-Palestinian conflict and how they need to uh, have a ceasefire and come to the table and have a resolution and stuff. And she got, um, for her inability, for because she didn't label it as genocide, they tore her to pieces. But I feel like I remember Joe Biden doing the same thing, calling for a ceasefire so they can have peace talks and have an understanding on both sides. And what did they do with Joe Biden? They elected him the president of the United States of America. Uh, whereas with Adam E. Paul, she said a very similar thing, and she's been being torn to shreds ever since. So more power to her. She must be exhausted. Um, I wouldn't continue to fight to be the leader of that party either at this point, after all the the mud she's been drugged through. And yeah, I think I think we've already said this. She should write a book, tell her story. And she probably has a lot of other options for a really amazing thing she could be doing in her career as well. Now that that's my that was gonna be one of my follow-up questions, but I will say this. Now the reason why like the main difference that we cannot compare Joe Biden with Paul is that Joe Biden was against Donald Trump. So he was the lesser. Uh, Trudeau is not a Donald Trump by any means. I mean, but I mean, it's not like like the the different the, the difference in there is that I think Biden, the only thing that would not get him elected is he going naked in the storefront and, you know, like wiggling something out of a woman. I think that's the only way that he wouldn't get elected. Go ahead. Probably still would have. Um- I was going to say a mild reminder, though, too, that it was it was close, wasn't it? 70 million Trump and 71 million Biden. Like it it wasn't this same like landslide failure that the Green Party is having of only two point three percent vote share. Well, yeah, that that one. And the other thing is, is that our systems are different, right? Like the system in the United States is way different than the system of Canada. So it, it is a bit of the comparison. It is it, it could be. It can't be related. Now, I will say but this. Go ahead, sorry. It's just one other factor is, though, he, they both said something very similar and different systems. And, yeah, they were voting for the lesser evil. But look how quickly it blew over. Look how quickly those comments were swept under the rug and forgotten about. Whereas with Anime Paul, she's been living that down for the past five months. Well, and that's the difference. That was one of the differences. The difference is, is the party as well. Like the Green Party is not like the liberals or the conservatives or even the NDP. Uh, the liberal have a more open system. Like they don't have members, right? Uh, the liberal party has members. The conservative have members. They have something called delegates, which they all have an opinion. So the, if, if I'm a Green Party uh, delegate or whatever, I can express my voice against whoever the hell I want to, right? And they have to listen to me, which is, it's kind of cool, but in in the worst part is that people don't fall in line, like in the liberals. In the liberals, there's the leader. Uh, you remember, you follow the leader. That is it. And the Green Party is like, there's a leader, but the leader has to listen to all of us. So that, that is one thing that also, the, which I think is bad on the Green Party, because in politics, that's that's just a clusterfuck. Uh, but Eddie, in, in any case, I will ask another thing. What Do you guys think she should stay in politics? No. Why? 
I just feel like if she's having such a hard time and so I don't want to say hated, but treated with such animosity and disdain. And like Clinton said, it's been five months that those comments were made and no one's getting over it. I don't know that anyone will ever be able to take her out of this mold or pigeonhole that they've already put her in. And I think that you'd have to do quite a bit to then uh, change people's minds about of like of their already preconceived notions about her, which are unfortunate because they mainly come from just like being a black woman. That's my what, take. What about you, Clinton? Do you think she should stay in politics? I don't know. I guess I'd have to read her book when it comes out uh, to even decide on that, because I don't know enough about her, why she ran, why she wanted to be in politics to begin with. I mean, if she's really passionate about being in politics for the right reason and wants to um, instigate change and do great things, then no, she shouldn't let that shit like knock her down and make her give up. She should keep fighting for what she believes in. She's exhausted and she doesn't want to do it anymore, then she should. But um, it would really be up to her. I, I think people... I don't know if it was the people that wouldn't let her forget or the people in the Green Party and the media that wouldn't let the public forget. Like, I, I think the public would have gotten over it really quickly if the media and her own, the people within her own party, I mean, should she should she be in politics in the Green Party? Probably not. <laughs> Probably never again. That, that doesn't mean she should give it up completely. Um, so I'm going to like sort of abstain from giving a concrete answer. I think if she wants to be, she should. And if she doesn't, then she should give it up. Okay, I think it, I think it's fair. So I'm going to do something that I don't do often, but I will do today. I will give, uh, you can call it a read, you can call it a lecture, you can call it a rant, you can call it But I am going to do it anyways, because I think it's just a platform now. Now, dear Green Party, uh, if the Green <laughs> Parties are listening, uh, I will let you get. You guys kind of fucked up on this one. One, because you didn't let something refreshing, something new, because you guys did not support to have a black woman in power when there's a lot of people. Now, I will say this. I'm not going to just give it to the Green Party. I'm also going to give it to Enemy Paul. You were in a people's management. You didn't know how to manage people. You had pre-elected people that you shouldn't control, that you should have been serving because that was the whole base of your party. And once you got a position, then you should tell everybody fall in line, but you didn't do that. You just let your opinion because you were a green. Now you realize that being a green also fucked you up. Now, I will say to the green party, get yourself another white woman, blonde, like the one you had before, uh, to get back the voters that you got, please don't say anything about it was not racism, it was not discrimination, because if I'm enemy Paul, I am going to throw you under the bus because that's the only thing I have in mind. Uh, I am bitter, I am upset, I am sad that all these motherfuckers went against me for no reason other than I said my Jewish opinion. Great. Now, Having that said, Enemy Paul, uh, we still want you to come to this show. I think you'll have time now. Yes. <laughs> uh, if you don't, please write a book, put an essay, write a medium post. I don't know. Do something so we can get this tea uh, to the Green Party. Shout out to the Green Party of New Brunswick and the people that we know. Uh, again, I know you guys have want diversity. I know you guys are want to do stuff. But unfortunately, you guys are not ready for black and brown people to be leaders there. 
this just a fact. And whoever, whoever gets this leadership of the Green Party, please make sure you get elected. Because if you don't get elected, they're going to fuck you up. So unless you're a white woman that they'll say, give her another shot or give her or a white man, give him another shot, because that's what's going to happen. Maybe, I don't know, maybe an Asian can pull that off, too, because there's a large Asian community in Toronto. uh, So they might be able to do that. But again, uh, that's all I have to say to the Green Party. Uh, Again, I think also you realize that people that are traitors, eh, it's not that bad because Janica got elected anyways. So nothing really happened. (laughs) Snap. Shots fired. Shots fired. And on no. that Dear Green Party note, uh, I just want to let everyone know that Dear White People, the Netflix season four, just came out this week. Dear White People, if you haven't seen it, watch it. <laughs> and anyone else, you should watch it too, because it's a badass show. What were you going to say, Hillary? I don't have anything to say about this. I just want Fidel to give me a signal when he's ready to transition to the next thing, because I just remembered something that we have to talk about. Go ahead. The commissioner for the systemic racism. Oh, How did we okay, forget? Yeah. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Get it out. You couldn't even get it out. <laughs> I couldn't. Try the again, thing I have been waiting to talk about since I looked at our receipts, May 4th has finally happened. Wow. It, I would almost sing God Save the Queen, but she had no hand in this at all. If anything, she probably would not like the color of the person who has been chosen for the role this many months later. Honestly, uh, shout out to Manju, which I know, great person. Uh, She will be the person that will be um, doing this role. Uh, I mean, shout out to her. Now, I myself think this is a trap. Nothing's going to get accomplished because they just need to get it over with. But I will say they picked a really good person to do it. I don't think this is going to go anywhere, but it's not going to be Manju's fault. That's all I have to say about that. So you guys can go ahead and say what you want to say. The only thing I wanted to add was that they gave the extension so that Manju still has a full year and the deadline isn't March 2022. So they are trying to make it seem like they want actual work done. Um, And I also just find it really interesting that they finally announced the choice of the Friday of the week of the election because it makes me feel a bit like they maybe would have tried to back out of it had the election gone a different way. That's at least the feeling that I get. I just find it really weird that they would wait from May until the week of this election to finally announce this person. Very happy that it's a woman of color. Hope. I I mean, I don't think good is going to come out of this because like we've already discussed in a previous episode, they're not going to tell any person of color from New Brunswick what they do not know, what research hasn't already been done. And I don't believe that the conservatives are going to look at this report that says that they're racist and then implement any kind of change. So cool. (laughs) Thanks for finally doing it. I can finally stop talking about it every week. (laughs) Clinton, what do you have to say about it? I mean, they finally picked someone and it wasn't a white person. Can you imagine if they had picked a white person? Um, I don't know enough about her to really comment or 
have any judgment because I I've already heard a flurry of different commentary about the person who was chosen for it, um, negative and positive, and sort of I've heard commentary on the reasons she was chosen. Uh, but Fidel, you say you know her and you think she's a great person and she'll do a good job. Um, if I had to make any sort of forecast, I would, you know, agree with the lines that Hillary is on in saying that probably nothing much will amount of this anyways. They're not going to be telling anyone of color something that we didn't already know um, and that most white people didn't know. So this, this is just a research or a study. Um, who cares? Uh, they're going to be making recommendations. Great. We'll see if any get implemented. That's what's always important. If, you know, the results of these surveys or amalgamation of all this data that's been available from indigenous peoples and black communities that have already been doing these surveys and research for years, will any recommendations and suggestions be implemented in New Brunswick under a conservative government anytime soon? If the answer is no, then what's the point? Again, it was just a PR stunt to shut the people up, to let them know that you guys have been saying we're not doing anything for years. Uh, well, look, we did something. Now be quiet. It's all media PR. Uh, so, you know, if there is any uh, recommendations made and anything the results of that, then one step forward is sometimes better than a step backwards. So we'll see. Now, I will say this, and I don't think it's a conservative or a liberal problem because I think personally they would both would done the same thing. Um, I don't really think it is. A, I think it's a probably I think it's a it's a let's put this money so people don't complain uh that's that's basically what i think however how this is built again i knew some of the people that were kind of involved or applied to this and there was a couple of people that i thought they will do a good job but they will push and push and push and push and nothing will get done but they will push and that's going to be a problem that could be a problem for the government. There are people that weren't going to do absolutely nothing, that they were intelligent people, and nothing was going to be done for the government. And there was one person, which I don't think was the right fit, a very intelligent person. Uh, but again, I don't think nothing would have been done for the government. I think the problem in New Brunswick particularly is that until we don't have MPs that give a flying fuck about racism, <laughs> nothing's going to get done. And I don't see a priority in that because if you look at the stats, the people that vote the most are senior citizens. Uh, the people that vote the most are white. Why, if I'm an MP that know this information, which they all know, will actually care? This is why they should care. The reason why they should care is because this senior citizen won't be alive in five years. We need immigration. Somebody needs to pay that tax bill. And because we need to pay this tax bill, we need people in. Uh, that's the reason why they should care. And that has always been what the liberals and the conservative has said. They all have tried the different things. Nothing has worked. But the fact is, is that I think 
no person, and again, I think Manju will do a good job, but she has no power, zero power to do any change. She could do the best job ever, but it's only to the MPs and the government to enforce this, which if you know what the politics are, people just don't, right now they don't care. They will eventually, but right now they don't care. So again, I think it's, I don't think it's, uh, I, I would you would have put the liberals in the same position and nothing, it will be the same until something gets enforced. So again, congratulations uh, to Manju Varna. I think she's a great uh, qualified person and the other people that qualified, uh, I'm not gonna say their names uh, because you know they may not want it to be done, but also they were very qualified. I think a lot of intelligent people that do care about race, that do care about progress in, in, the, in the province uh, applied for it. And I think they, they mean very, very well. I just don't think that the government uh, understands it or will understand it when it doesn't bring them any votes. So you've had some great points tonight, but I think you need to ask less questions and start just spitting fire all the time between that, this and the green party. I'm just very, very impressed. Maybe I'm when, just normally tired. When has Fidel not had great quotes? <laughs> No, I feel like he's usually asking all the questions. And oh, this time he took sure. like he took like time to be like, let me have a little moment about the Green yeah, Party. No doubt. No and then doubt. this as okay. well. I was just like, yes, exactly. Well, it, it, it's also that the, the the thing about it is is that we all know this. This is this is a podcast that talks about, you know, we talk about everything that is good, bad, and ugly about it. And and again, we this podcast was in the Brian Glenn government and we can't say that Brian Glant did anything for people of color or immigrants. So he didn't do anything. He was a liberal. Blaine Higgs is a conservative. And again, and again, I don't think it's either or. It doesn't even matter if the NDP or the Greens. Well, the Greens probably because they have more diversity in New Brunswick. Uh, so their candidates would be more diverse, uh, maybe. But until we don't get diverse candidates and we get diverse people elected, I think it, it's just not going to work. I don't care who you put there. It's just not going to, to function. So I find New Brunswick to be a really weird province in the sense that other than the conservatives, I find that the, the parties here in New Brunswick don't seem to necessarily have the same mantra or policies or viewpoints as the federal parties themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, the NDP, you know, they, we said this a couple of weeks ago, they seem very different than sort of what Jagmeet Singh is, is doing. The, the Green Party seems very different here in New Brunswick than in in. Um, in Ottawa. And to be honest, so do the Liberals. New Brunswick is kind of like Northern New Brunswick is liberal and Southern New Brunswick is conservative, but they don't necessarily have the exact same philosophies as you see coming out of Ottawa and stuff like that. And that's and that's by default, because uh, I don't know if you guys know the Green Party of New Brunswick and the NDP of New Brunswick have nothing to do with the federal NDP or the federal Green Party. They're what do you totally mean, officially? Different. Yeah, they're totally different parties. That's crazy. So you're out here voting Wait, for, yeah. Yeah. Hold on, say that, that again. Be? Like it's very clicky, is what I was about to say. But what do you mean? Okay. They're not they're not affiliated. Like they're plagiarizing the name. Like they no, should be okay. the orange and purple party. Or oh, wait, okay. So here's here's how it works. Uh, and the provinces are what you would call some oh, some sort one. autonomous. So okay. because they're autonomous. The Green Party of New Brunswick has different values for uh, their mandate in the province that they're in than the Green Party of Ontario. So they don't have the same values. 
they have some, but they don't have the, the Green Party federally has different values than all the provincial parties. That so they don't have the same values. Sense. They need so more colors. They need coral, for? yellow, cyan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they don't they don't have the same values. And that makes sense just because of the fact that in a province like New Brunswick, you need different things in Ontario. So whatever the Greens are doing in Ontario or federally, that won't apply to New Brunswick because that problem. So then, you're voting well, for your party here though in the federal election for the person to get elected here to send to Ottawa. Correct. But they're all gonna have different agendas. Correct. Because what happens is, is that, again, that's why we have a parliament in a parliament provincial, and that's why we have a federal, uh, because the federal is the one that regulates within the whole country, and the provincial is the one that regulates within the province. So they will have provincial rules, and they will have federal rules. But when I voted, when I voted just now, and I picked the person that I picked, Uh that was, and then that person won my writing. Isn't that a one for Justin? So doesn't, but don't you have to think about that? Like, I don't understand how you can fully vote for the person in your riding and not consider what that means for the person going to run your country. And and this is why, again, this is why I always say people need to learn about politics because what affects (laughs) you provincial doesn't affect you federally. It's not the same thing. Uh, I would say politicians need to learn about colors. And how many there are, and that there's millions, and that they don't have to confuse us with these five or six fucking colors. They 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 can. But the, one of the things that we we how Canadian politics, just to put it in a summarize, is that the MPs that we elect federally they go to Ottawa, and the yes. reason why we're supposed to vote for them is because the party that they are in uh, supports certain things that will benefit us federally. Now, that doesn't mean that the liberals in Ontario are going to do the same things that the, the federal liberals are going to do. I understand that, but I'm just saying that here in this area, when I voted for liberal candidate Julie Dabussin, mm-hmm. I voted for her knowing that if she got elected in this riding, that would increase Justin's chances of being prime minister, knowing that the values are com- maybe not the same, that they're not going to do the same thing that they don't have the same power but that's still how it works right like because because now i'm just trying to think that if the green party is just like its own thing in each province you would still vote for them if you wanted the if you believed in anime paul and wanted her federally isn't that what you have to do for at the same election? time though you also have to believe that the person you voted for if she wins when she goes to ottawa she's hopefully going to campaign and do yes. things to, to improve your riding and and vouch for you and fight for you in your riding je comprends but what what you have to understand and this is the the key there's federal elections and the provincial elections right so who you voted was is to send to ottawa so the liberals federally can run the country uh, that doesn't mean they run okay. Ontario laws, which is the conservatives. Right. Yes. Uh, now, what you also have to take in consideration is what Clinton says, which is a very good point. Uh, the point is, is that this person will vouch for your writing. However, in order for them to do anything for your writing, they need to get a consensus from the party and getting to a majority vote. So one person cannot do it by their own. They have to get it to a consensus to do it. Uh, so what usually happens is that everybody uh, does a vote thinking what's best 
for the country, not necessarily the writing, but will it benefit that writing? And that's how people vote. Mm-hmm. So I guess I, I, I did understand all of that and I have been voting correctly. I just find that more confusing if you're going to say that the Greens in New Brunswick, like winning. that they don't have to like have uh, uphold the same values of what they're saying federally. And now I'm with Clinton. Find maybe like just different shades of green. If you want to sort of be with the greens. like chartreuse <laughs> is a really nice color. I remember learning the word chartreuse on blues clues, um, evergreen, even emerald there's options. And again, n- not, not saying, and, and again, I know people are going to comment, not <laughs> saying that they are not aligned. They align in values, but they don't have the same values. Some values they may have similar or they may have it, uh, but they don't have all the values aligned. So that's that's what it will take. But anyways, uh, Green Party, get your shit together. NDP of New Brunswick, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, <laughs> good luck with whatever the hell you have here, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I mean, the NDP in New Brunswick is... I, I mean, it is a crazy... Whoever's in the NDP, I feel... In the NDP of New Brunswick, I feel sorry. Just because of the fact that they don't do anything, absolutely have, anything. There's a lot of drama internally among them as well. There's a lot, yeah. They, I like the NDP's values. I, I align with them more than than liberal. Um, yeah, there's but there's the NDP in New Brunswick could be and do a lot more, but it would take some serious getting their shit together too. I mean, whatever, whatever they have, it it it, it is whatever it is what it is. So. Uh, let's do a quick round table because I think we gave people a good a good couple of minutes of this. So let's do the, the <laughs> just a table. couple. Yeah. So Hillary has something for us. And what is um, it? recently we I forget how this whole discussion actually even started. I forget if it started with a blog or not. But we had a listener send us some work that they had written um, around the discussion of oppression um, and whether you sort of further oppress yourself by identifying as oppressed. So when you start to label yourself as a person of color, when you start to engage in rhetoric and conversations that always talks about the fact that you are hunting for more rights, searching for more rights, looking to um, boast yourself and get a bigger piece of the pie, let's say, that those mental gymnastics actually are worse for you and therefore keep you oppressed in the same way that Kanye West sort of says slavery for 400 years was a choice in the same kind of rhetoric of we could have fought our way, I guess, to the top or out of this. Um, I wrote a blog expressing my opinion at the time, which is still the same which is no, (laughs) I disagree with that comment. Um, I won't elaborate first though. I will ask the two of you and I will start with Clinton. What do you, what do you think? Do you think saying that you are a mixed race person who has been oppressed by the system that we live in further oppresses you? Okay. First, so the listener themselves didn't write the articles. A listener sent us an article of a woman who has a huge following on social media, who has chosen to live her life by refusing to say that she is an oppressed person or that she's ever been oppressed. That's kind of the gist of it, right? Um, so your question to me is, is acknowledging that as a mixed person, I have been oppressed. Does that make me further oppressed? Correct? 
Correct. Absolutely not. And I think the first problem with articles like this and people that have these kinds of opinions is they put it into the context that people who acknowledge oppression and say they're oppressed spend 24 hours of their day walking around crying and saying like, oh, Lord, me, I'm so oppressed. I'm so sad. Oh, my goodness. They're just like, that's not how it is. That's not how it is at all. <laughs> the act of acknowledging oppression is just the act of acknowledging reality. If some, if there is a group of people being oppressed and it is a fact and it is true, then acknowledging it doesn't make them more oppressed. Acknowledging something is the only way to break through something and overcome it. Like if I was literally on fire and I was complaining that I was on fire and would someone walk up to me and say, oh, well, dude, it's just because you're saying you're on fire that you're on fire. Just stop saying you're on fire and the fire is going to go out. That's not true. Now, it's not beneficial to spend your life, you know, feeling oppressed, succumbing to oppression, um, feeling that because uh, systemically society has oppressed a certain group of people, things can never change. That's no good either. Uh, and there's definitely something to be said about the fact that um, not focusing on a negative thing helps you um, not be as aware of it, so not be as affected by it, but or not realize that you're be as affected by it. But that doesn't mean you're not being affected by it. You might go through life a lot happier, happy-go-lucky, uh, if you don't acknowledge oppression. Uh, and you may not be um, let down as much by when it happens because you may be able to attribute other things to it. Like, for instance, I've heard Fidel say numerous times, like in New Brunswick, when he got here and he was trying for certain grants or applications, and he kept asking himself, well, why? why I wonder why I'm looking around at other people getting these opportunities and I'm not <laughs> until one day he realized, oh, I think it's because of my skin. You know, that didn't make him any more oppressed. He was already, I'd, I'm, I don't know if that's the exact story, Fidel, or how you would tell it, but that didn't, realizing that and acknowledging it didn't make him any more oppressed than he already may have been in the past. So to summarize that answer, uh, kind of similar to what I think you guys, you folks may say is that no, <laughs> like if a group is oppressed, the only way to work through that oppression is to acknowledge it and break it apart, see where it needs to be changed and fixed it. If you want to deny oppression, you just want to ignore the fact that there has been a societal problem for hundreds and hundreds of years. And that's just turning a blind eye to someone being on fire. Fidel, what about you? What do you think? I mean... We have to go with what oppression means. And I think, you know, because of the world has changed in so many cycles, uh, there's different things of what you can tell what oppression is. But the main definition of oppression is, is malicious or unjust treatment of exercise of power, often in the guise of governmental authority. So oppression is when you do malicious intent or unjustified treatment. And now, again, mostly and often under the governmental authority. When people of color, and this is what I don't know if that person read it and, and the other person says feeling oppressed, uh, uh, you know, and I don't know exactly, you know, how they interpret it. 
but history, not me, not Fidel Franco, not Hillary LeBlanc, not Clinton Davis or anybody else. History has shown us that laws were made to oppress people of color. That's not a theory. That's not a me say. That is just a fact. You can look it up a history book. Uh, in New Brunswick, there was laws that Black people couldn't own a home or a piece of land in a certain area. Uh, there was laws that Black people couldn't go to certain places. There was laws that Black people couldn't get certain jobs. Uh, there was laws that they did not let equal pay for people of color. Uh, that is oppression. It's a system that is in. Now, if you're saying, let's say perfectly, okay, that was 50, 60, 30, 40 years ago. Let's just say that you're going to the fact this is 21st century. This is at end. In the state or province, sorry, of New Brunswick, which we live, if I go and say 10 racist things and oppress people and, and say the mean things and try to uh, do things to that person because of the color of their skin, I don't get arrested. It's not a crime. I am free to do what I want. And that's a way of oppression. I mean, if, if we're going by that sense. Now, what I would give to the person that wrote the article, I'm pretty sure they might live in the United States, which is even worse than Canada. Uh, when you think about oppression, if you think of it from a personal perspective, cool, more power to you, live yourself. However, there is a system. You don't see it. You won't buy that if your name is Lakeisha Thompson and my name is, you know, Joanna or Jenny Thompson, and I happen to be white and you happen to be black, most likely there are things that are going to happen to that white person better than what you do. You probably will get, if you are in a certain type of color, uh, you probably will experience things like poverty more than somebody else. You will probably experience uh, income inequality. If you're a woman, that will happen to you as well, no matter what the color that you are. But if you're a black woman, that will happen less to you. And again, this is all recorded and this is all happening right now. And that's what oppression is. You don't have control of oppression. You don't have control of the system. Uh, there's rules and mechanisms that you can do, such as voting, uh, such as you know running for state or, or trying to change your municipal or state or federal or whatever type of government you're trying to do. But oppression is made by different mechanisms. It's just not one thing. If you don't feel oppressed, cool amazing. You don't feel it. That's on you. But the system that you live in has a totally different mechanism that if you have a certain color of skin, depending on where you are, you might be suffering from that. So that's what I have to say about, about that particular. Um, I think that it's, it's those things on top of the fact that whoever wrote the article well that's not a fair way to start that sentence I guess for myself personally I don't think that announcing to the world that I am oppressed will 
further my oppression because it's not going to make the system worse for me. Me acknowledging the way the system is doesn't then immediately have a consequence where it gets doubled down against me. Like life doesn't change just because I am demonstrably saying to people, this thing that you've created does not suit me. This is not fair to me in the way that I was born and not something that I can control. And I also just think that, and I had this conversation not that long ago with a friend, as like a racialized or marginalized person, I don't know about the two of you outside of this podcast, I happen to have these conversations all the time. Like if someone is not pointing out my race to me in a racist way or in an inquisitive way, there are other people who are racialized who want to have these conversations where they can be open about what they're going through or talk about shared life experiences. And I feel like that might be part of the reason why this podcast exists. So if you're often talking about the fact that you are racialized, I don't, I don't think it can have any more of a negative impact on my mental headspace to say to people, yes, I'm oppressed. Yes, the system isn't working for me. When I'm already a part of a podcast trying to amplify Black voices, I'm already doing all of these other things to sort of support Black Lives Matter movement, support Black creators, et cetera, because it's just become a part of my personhood to be like, yes, I'm Black that shouldn't matter. But until it doesn't matter, I'm going to try to help other black people. So saying I'm impressed doesn't hurt me worse mentally. It's like, yeah, and I'm going to work to change that to leave a better place for the next generation of kids that are also black or POC or racialized or whatever identity they have that they can't change. That's how I feel. Absolutely. And that's the, that's the perfect thing that you were just saying now, like, you can acknowledge that you're oppressed and you're going to work hard to make things less oppressive mm-hmm. for the next generation. So it's easy to argue, like it's easy and it's true to argue that, of course, I would say that black people are less oppressed than we were a decade ago and then 20 years ago and 30 and 40 and 50 and 60 years ago. But that progress wasn't made on the back of people refusing to acknowledge the oppression that they were stuck within in the system. That progress came from people knowing they were oppressed and fighting hard to break down those barriers to oppression. So now here in 2021, if someone says, well, you know, things, we got it to 75%. Let's stop saying we're oppressed. Let's stop thinking about it, guys. Come on. Like we can go to the bar. Like Netflix is on. We we did get a job. We're all good now. Like that's, you got to keep fighting for this, for this goal of, of true equality, which hopefully society will eventually get to. But yeah, it's talking about it doesn't increase it. And if you choose not to acknowledge it as an individual and that makes you happy, more power to you. I think again, I think when you when you say oppression, depending on how you're looking at it, again, it it's not something that would you tell the next black person, do you want to feel oppressed? Of course it would say, no, I don't want to feel oppressed. Of course, nobody wants to feel oppressed. That is not the way that humans are built. Humans usually want the best for them. We are selfish beings. That's how we are. We want the best for ourselves. And therefore, if we get the best things, we, we spread it to our family, friends, or close ones. That's usually how most humans work. But oppression 
when you say oppression, you have to be careful of that. Like if personally you don't feel it, that's a personal feeling. You can feel whatever you, however you want. You can feel festive, sad, happy, whatever you want to feel. However, when it comes to the system that you live in, again, the system that we live in right now in Canada is not meant for people of color. It's meant to oppress them. The police was made to oppress people of color because police was an enforcement for the slave trade. That's what it was built for. Not to serve and protect all people. It has changed during the year, but that was not how the police was built. Uh, when you look at things such as civil rights, civil rights in Canada were modified in 1977 that all people should be able to uh, get some type of discrimination or some type of rights for discrimination. Uh, before 1977, that wasn't the case for indigenous or people of color. So I think that's one thing that we have to, to make sure that one thing is a personal feeling, which is totally cool. Uh, if you feel a certain type of way, cool. And one thing is the system that we live in, which is it's a collectiveness. And unfortunately, the collective to certain points of history was going to oppress people of color. That's, that's what I would say. So I think we, we gave them a good hour of these people. So, you know, it's, uh, we record this at night, so we're old, except for Hillary. So, you know, have a good night's sleep. You guys have anything else to say? I'll quickly say that I keep calling myself almost 30 and I got called out on it, which is funny because my stepmom was like, give, give yourself those extra years. You're only in your mid twenties. Um, that's all I'll say other than there's finally a commissioner against systemic racism. And so maybe now I can sleep at night and uh, crop area and all social media. Thank you for looking. <laughs> I will say on the discussion of, you know, oppression and identification and stuff like that um, reflects something that I've always felt. And I, I heard Fidel say a few months ago, too, like black people don't most of it, black people don't typically want to go around all day thinking uh, that they're black. They just want to go around all day feeling like people. And it isn't until something happens in society that we are reminded uh, that to the people looking at us, we are different then we get that feeling, that feeling of discomfort. So yeah, feeling oppression, feeling oppressed isn't fun. Recognizing that it's out there uh, is worse uh, because there's constantly this fear that you're going to come up against it and it's going to smack you in the face when you were just walking around trying to be a person. <laughs> I don't like to identify as mixed or black or white. I like to identify as Canadian. I'd like to embrace both sides of my cultural heritage. And the truth is, I don't even like terms like black people or white people. I would prefer we say person with black skin or person with white skin, because then it puts the emphasis on the person and not the color first. Um, that's just my final thoughts as well. Um, follow me on social media if you can find me. Peace. All right. Uh, please uh, donate on Patreon or PayPal uh, and just follow us in our social media sites at Black in the Maritimes, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok. Uh, also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Now, I heard we're not on Amazon because they reminded us, but I don't know who the hell listens to Amazon, but we'll put ourselves in there as well. Uh, so you can just catch us there. So peace out. Peace. Bye.